Another ranked team showed up to Assembly Hall on Thursday, and the Hoosiers showed out yet again. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. I want to thank today's sponsor, Bet Online. They are the place that has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. Maryland came into Assembly Hall at number nine on Thursday. Terry Morin and the Hoosiers women's basketball team showed up, showed up in a big way, showed up for a physical game, and eventually came away victorious by a final of 68 to 61. It was a very fun. Very big tisk is the best way I can call it, the nicest way I can call it game. The Hoosiers controlled this one really from start to finish. That doesn't mean that they led the entire time, but it does mean that they did not they trailed for only a minute 46. They were tied for about four minutes. The rest of the time the Hoosiers led. It got chippy and hairy and nervy at the end or toward the end the terrapins who really did not have much going for my, for most of the night tie this game up at 50 to 50 with a layup from diamond miller with 612 left iu had nothing going offensively things had really fallen off a cliff for them on that end of the court they had more turnovers and offensive fouls than they had anything else for a stretch there in the second half and fourth quarter but when they absolutely needed it, they showed up. They rip off a 9-0 run. It was a Yarden Garzon three-pointer. It was a Sydney Parish layup. It was a pull-up jumper from Grace Berger. It was a post-move layup for Mackenzie Holmes, all within three minutes. And just like that, it's a 59-50 game, and the Hoosiers saw it out from there. This team is as impressive as any team in the country. And it's built on a defense that is absolutely elite. They showed it again on Thursday. In the first half, first half, they held Maryland to seven points in the second quarter, which is the lowest amount that they've had in a quarter all season long. This is a good Maryland team that was coming in, playing probably its best basketball of the season. They shot 36.8% from the field. 6 of 18, 33% from the three-point line. They had uh, 16 turnovers. The Hoosiers really made them work for everything. It was a tough physical game. If not for IU's turnovers themselves, this one probably wouldn't have been close. The Hoosiers had 19 turnovers. Maryland turned it into 14 points. But Indiana shot 51% from the field, 40% from three. They just kept giving Maryland extra chances. They shot eight more shots than the Hoosiers did. Otherwise, this one is not close. IU had the chance to pull away a couple times in this one. They led by eight, 
for a long time late in the second quarter. They had multiple possessions to move it up to a double-digit lead, start to really put their foot on the throat going into halftime. They had held Maryland scoreless for about five minutes, but credit to Maryland. I mean, I don't want this to seem like it was Indiana shortcomings. Maryland's really good, too, and their defense turned it up in the second half, got them back in the game. They did it in the first quarter in a stretch where they went on a run and it felt like they could uh, take – take things up to the, the the next level. I think it was 17-12, 17-10. Indiana had all the momentum, and Maryland responds with a run. And then we mentioned the second half. It, it happened in the third quarter with turnovers that allowed Maryland to get back into the game. But for Indiana to play, to control the game, to win the game, and still have room for improvement shows just how good this Hoosier team can be. But my, was this a physical game. When I say it was a Big Ten-esque game, a physical beating both these teams took, IU did a great job in the first half of limiting Diamond Miller from really even getting shots up. She had three points on four shots, three turnovers, was very clearly frustrated. Now, she responded in the second half with 16 points on four of nine shooting. She very much answered the bell in the second half, but this was a tough physical game. That's how Indiana likes to play these games. They absolutely want these uh, physical games and they want to make things a little bit ugly on the defensive end. They have a great defense that they show game in and game out. And that's what they want these games to turn into. That's what it was on Thursday. And they, they looked right at home. Um, Maryland's defense improved in the second half and it turned into just a, Knockdown, drag out fight a little bit in in the second half. It wasn't pretty basketball necessarily, but it was effective basketball for the Hoosiers who did enough and had enough timely shots and timely baskets and timely stops. Dominated this one in the paint, thirty-two to eighteen advantage in the paint. That's how another way Indiana is going to win these games um, is dominating the paint behind Mackenzie Holmes and and everyone that gets into the lane. They only scored .986 points per possession, but held Maryland to .824. So this defense, when when things are humming, when Indiana's healthy, is as good as any defense in the country, and they're going to be able to, to stack up against anybody, just about anybody, with how good they were playing on Thursday. Let's talk about some individuals. Big game, Sydney Paris showed up again. Talk about her, Mackenzie Holmes, some of the other standouts from the contest. We mentioned Bet Online is a sponsor of today's episode. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college basketball, NBA to soccer, everything in between. They've got all you need over at betonline.net. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Hedge against your happiness. Go bet on Wisconsin on Saturday. If IU wins, you're happy. If Wisconsin wins, you at least made some money. That's what I'd recommend with the Hoosiers right now. It's probably what I'm going to do. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Sydney Parrish, man, what a player she is. We'll talk about her in a minute. First, though, thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. 
Make sure to check out the brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. It happened in the UNC game. That one came with Graceberger out. Indiana needed somebody to step up tonight. Graceberger was there, but in, they still uh, got Sydney Parrish to step up in a big way. She, we got to come up with a nickname for her. big game Sid. Something I, that's not a good one, but it needs to be something because uh, she is clutch. Eighteen points on the night, led the Hoosiers in scoring. Only Diamond Miller had more. Seven of 13 from the field, three of seven from three, four rebounds, three steals, a block. Nobody loves playing with more energy and um, intensity than than Sydney Parrish does. I, I continue to say this. I want to continue to say it because it amazes me what type of player she is. Um, I think a, a fair amount of us kind of pigeonholed her into being this shooter and floor spacer that Indiana needed, which she is. She's be, She is that, but she is a lot more than that too. And she does a lot of things for the Hoosiers that, I mean, she fits this system absolutely perfectly. So she was incredible on Thursday, did a lot of her scoring, in the first half, had 13 points, 5 of 7 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3 in that first half. Tailed off a bit in the second half, but everything on both sides of the court tailed off in the second half. It was not a pretty second half. But she was the reason Indiana led for much of that first half and really controlled the game. She was a uh, She's earned that starting spot. When Grace came back, it was Sarah Scalia that went to the bench, not Sydney. I don't think that's going to change the rest of the season, barring something drastic happening. This starting five makes a lot of sense, and Sydney Parrish is absolutely one of the five best Hoosiers out there. She's probably one of the three best. After Grayson McKenzie, there's a good argument that Sydney Parrish is the next best Hoosier. She played that way on Thursday, but McKenzie obviously more than uh, – Held her own, another double-double. I think it's her fourth straight double-double. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 7 of 10 shooting. Uh, Had a couple of assists, a block. Played 37 minutes. Stayed entirely out of foul trouble. She was the one that had some big shots in the second half. Three of three from the field. Four rebounds, seven points. She capped off that 9-0 run. Maryland really sold out to keep her from getting post touches. They doubled her a lot when she got the ball in the post. There were a few opportunities she had to have kind of one-on-one and the chance to make a post move. What happens a lot of times when you get in that scenario is you kind of rush it as a player because you haven't had those opportunities, but that's not what McKenzie did. She still took her time and still – made defenses pay, and that's what she's been doing all season long is making defenses pay. 15 points isn't a lot, isn't the 20 points she'd been averaging, but when it's 15 of 68 points, it's still a good chunk of the scoring uh, that the Hoosiers had on the night. So she was she was incredible. 
statistically, Grace Berger is going to have better games than she had on Thursday. Obviously, this is just her second game back. 11 points on three of nine shooting, eight assists, though, four rebounds, three turnovers, four steals. She played with foul trouble for the last six minutes. She had a little bit of a breather there, but did not foul out of this one. Was a team best plus 10. Her and Garzon both were plus 10. Look, the Hoosiers don't win this game without grace. The stats don't bear out how important she is to this team. She gets things settled down. She brings kind of a calmness. She slots everybody in their right positions or right roles, I guess I should say. Chloe Moore McNeil was fantastic, and she does so well as kind of playing off Grace Berger as a secondary playmaker. Defensively, she's not on some of the toughest assignments, so she's able to make plays defensively. She had four steals in this one, her and Grace both, but Grace still is capable of making the big shot. She had one of the a pull-up jumper in that 9-0 run that really kind of determined this game in the fourth quarter. I could watch her make mid-range shots for the rest of my life, and it would be a very, very good life. She was incredible in the in the when Indiana needed her. When when they needed a bucket, it was Grace that kept doing things. She still's kind of shaking off the rust a little bit, but this is why you wanted her back on. Sunday against Northwestern to really shake that off so that this wasn't her first game in two, three months, whatever it had been. Cause there's still things she's working on, but she, she was up to the task and Indiana needed her on Thursday. We mentioned a couple of the other ones, Chloe Moore McNeil, 8.7 rebounds, three assists, four steals. She does everything. She's a elite role player. She is a, a glue guy, a glue girl, I guess. Um, when she's in this role that, with Grace Healthy, she is absolutely fantastic. Garzon, 11 points, four, six shooting, six rebounds, five turnovers still, but two assists. Stayed out of foul trouble, 34 minutes, and was a plus 10. More, Terry Morin didn't go to the bench a ton. Sarah Scalia played 21 minutes, but only took four shots. Uh, Bargesser played eight minutes and Meister three. I believe both those were in the first half. Bargesser played a minute in the second half. Uh, Scalia played nine. And other than that, IU absolutely rode its starting five in this one. And that's kind of what you do in these games. That starting five was playing so well, aside from some foul trouble. Uh, that's what you want to do with a, a starting five as experienced as this one is. And Terry Morin rode with it, and it absolutely paid off. So this team will be back in action on Sunday against Wisconsin. Big t- or BTN Plus, 2 p.m. tip. Head out there if you uh, if you haven't seen a game already. I believe a little over 5,000 people at the game tonight. No reason that shouldn't be 10, 12,000. Like, get out there, guys especially on Sunday, Sunday afternoon game against a Wisconsin team that the Hoosiers, uh, Wisconsin's decent, but this is a team the Hoosiers should be beating. It's a quick turn, though. We know how those things work. More reason to get out there and support them so that you can give them kind of that emotional lift. But Wisconsin 6-11, and 2-4 in the conference. Uh, they've lost to Nebraska, lost to Illinois, lost to Purdue. 
beat Minnesota, beat Michigan State. So the Hoosiers are familiar with Michigan State, and we know how tough of a win that is. They won in Michigan State. So capable of this being a frustrating game. So get out there, watch the Hoosiers on Sunday. The men's team will play Wisconsin on Saturday. Let's talk about that game, give you a little bit of a preview heading into that one here in just one moment. IU versus Wisconsin, also an afternoon tip on Saturday, 1 p.m. start time, also in Assembly Hall. CBS will have the coverage of this one. Look, I can give you a Wisconsin preview. Um, They have a somewhat similar profile to Penn State in that they don't rebound the the ball particularly well. They don't turn the ball over. Not as efficient offensively. Uh, They don't shoot the three quite as well. They definitely don't shoot the two quite as well. They're not a good free throw shooting team. Um, they're obviously going to slow the ball down. That's what Wisconsin's done for centuries. Uh, this, I mean, they're ranked. They're not going to be ranked after the new polls come out. They've lost back-to-back games to Illinois and Michigan State. Uh, they lost to Illinois last Saturday. They lost to Michigan State on Tuesday, 69-65 to at home. This is a winnable game. I, Wisconsin has had this kind of spell over Indiana for a number of years. Uh, at least this one isn't in Wisconsin. Lord, I do not want to go there ever again, ideally, but thank God we don't have to go there this season. They have some size, uh, more than Penn State did. Stephen Crowell is seven-footer, averaging 13 points, six rebounds, three assists. Tyler Wall is averaging 13 points and six rebounds. He's 6'9. And then basically they have like nothing else in terms of size. They have wing-sized players after that. So, like in a similar vein as we saw on uh Wednesday against Penn State, IU could have the advantage in the front court. But look, like it's really kind of pointless to talk about what the other team is going to do when Indiana is playing the way it is. It bears mentioning they also have Chucky Hepburn, who's averaging 13 points. Connor uh, Isigian, I guess, is the best best I'm going to pronounce that one, 10.3 points. But like I said, this is it's kind of pointless to talk about the other team when I use as much of a mess as it is. This is about IU. This is about what level of effort and care is IU going to play with on Saturday. Uh, if they come out like they did against Penn State, especially in that second half where it looks like they don't really give a damn, it's going to get ugly because, I I mean, I never think home fans should boo uh, the home team. That defeats the purpose of playing at home. Mike Woodson would agree with me. He said as much before. But if IU comes out playing anything like they did on Wednesday, they're going to get booed and it's going to get ugly. I would I feel like I am obligated to say don't boo them. I know it's a fruitless ask. Cheer them on, give them some encouragement. This team needs some positive momentum right now. But if Indiana is going to continue defending like it has or hasn't, I guess, if they're going to continue throwing the ball all over the place like they have in recent games, doesn't really matter what Wisconsin's going to do offensively or defensively. 
they're going to get what they want because the Hoosiers aren't going to make them pay on either end of the court. So more than anything, it's going to be how Indiana is going to respond. If they're going to respond, if they, if the bottom has completely fallen out, if they've just let go of the rope and the season's done for, um, because if those things have happened, then this is, I mean, there's two months left in the season. Uh, this is going to get ugly. So Indiana eventually is going to have to respond. They, they've said that much post game. Trey Galloway said that much. There's still time to fix this, but like it has to start like now it should have started on Wednesday, but it has to start like right now. So we will see if there is a response against Wisconsin. It'd be a nice way to try to bounce back before, uh, you head to Illinois next week. There is a bit of a break here. So get a win against Wisconsin. Take some time to regroup mentally and, and get some things right and then move forward. But hopefully it's a weekend sweep of the Badgers for the men's and women's team. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you Monday to recap both the men's and women's game. Look, if the men lose on Saturday, we're not leading off with them. We're talking the women's team. This is a great women's team that deserves the coverage. We're absolutely leading off with the women's team. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big game, big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe uh, wherever you're listening to us at. Subscribe on YouTube. This was a live show. We're, we're going to do these during the week after every game. We won't do them as much on the weekend, but during the week after every game, we will go live to recap the game. So. Be sure you guys are subscribed so you can join in on the conversation in that one. You you guys know the deal, though. I hope you all have a fantastic Friday. Let's go, Hoosiers. Let's pick up a couple of wins this weekend. As always, though, guys, LEO.